Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working at... An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, hello, everyone. Post-Oscar night, Chuck and Julie, <laughs> true straight up. Chuck Bonniewell and you always forget that and Julie Hayden. And Julie Hayden. Well, I think right. they say that in the intro. Well, I? you never know. And um, brought to you by AmericaCitizenPress.com and Denver Cinegenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. Hey, want to thank Karen Cataline and Mark Griffith for filling in for us last week. Um, we had a great vacation in Florida, although uh, it, we don't have smell of vision, but if we did, you would smell cherry cough drops. Chuck got bronchitis, we Acute think. bronchitis for the whole trip, which <laughs> made it a little less. Festive for, for uh, than I would like uh, <laughs> hacking myself in, in in a hotel room. I didn't go out much. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Place. I don't mean to laugh. Oh, I you just... are laughing. Other than pain. <laughs> That's where you're, you're, you're Schadenfreude kind of view of life. Um, anyway, but it was great. It was a great trip, and thank you to those guys for yeah, filling really in. Appreciate it. And we're happy to be happy to be back. We will get to the whole Oscar, the slap heard around the world here in a second. But wanted to welcome back Eric Odlin, a, a Republican congressional candidate for the seventh congressional district. Um, Eric, thank you for your time. I appreciate it once again. I enjoyed being with you, Chuck and Julie. Thanks for having me. You you know, bet. Well, you've had some excitement in your campaign. The, you turned in your signatures and our beloved Secretary of State decided to reject them. So <laughs> apparently you're suing her, but you're also going to the, uh, the, the assembly, assembly this, uh, this Saturday for CD7. So this must be exciting times for you. Yeah, it is. So uh, unanticipated, but rolling with the punches and continuing on. There's nothing else to do but but uh, proceed onward. So, yeah, we were notified by the Secretary of State at the very last minute at 4.56 p.m. on a Friday, uh, giving us uh, the weekend to reconcile certain signatures. And even if we cured the one seat, her office said we're curable, we'd be exactly 20 short. And so the, the the distressing thing is that your only recourse, if you if you have valid signatures that they've kicked out, is to is to uh, sue that office. And so we launched the lawsuit because valid signatures were thrown out, and we could verify it. We've got the evidence. I've got the former Secretary of State Scott Gessler representing me in this case. He wouldn't take it unless he thought we could win. So. Nevertheless, uh, we are we are proceeding onward to be in the assembly on the eighth of April, and excited to be there. Let me back, folks. I'm going to back up a second, and just in case folks aren't familiar, so the way it works in Colorado, you can get onto the primary ballot in two ways. One, you can have um, get petitions, enough people to sign a petition that puts you on the ballot. That's usually an expensive and time-consuming process. Or you can go through the assembly process where the delegates vote to nominate you, and you have to get, what, 30%? 30%. 30% at least to get on the ballot. Or you could do both. And there are plenty of people who do both. But I wanted to... so that that's what we're talking about here. Um, but it seems to me, Eric, um, particularly outrageous, because this is a closely contested seat. Whoever gets on the ballot, whatever Republican does, I think has a pretty good shot at winning for the secretary of state to wait. Because, I mean, how, how much time, talk to us a little bit about the time and when you turn the ballots in and when they rejected them, because it doesn't sound like she gave you, and boy, I would never accuse Jenna Griswold of doing something sneaky. I mean, she, she, she maybe intentionally, or at least the end result is, didn't give you much time at all. Well, no to, chance at all, because you had 20, yeah. you couldn't cure, so. Right. So, so part of our strategy was to turn them in early, and we were, I was the second candidate in the right. state to turn in petitions. This was on the 22nd of February, oh. and then it wow. took over, yeah, it took it was, uh, I think, the 12th of March that we were notified that uh, we were insufficient. But it was at the end of the day on a Friday. Right. There were other candidates that had been notified before me, even though I was the second to get them in. Wow. And then we were given the weekend to cure. And then you have a five-day protest period where your only recourse is to sue. You You can't go back to the Secretary of State and say, hey, 
these are legitimate and this is why. No, you have to actually take them to court. And that's wow. a very, that's a, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a, a flaw in the process because a lot of candidates might not have the means to, to launch a lawsuit. And these were legitimate signatures. So 59 of them, I believe, were kicked out saying these weren't registered Republicans. And we just went through and verified that they were, in fact, registered Republicans in the in the secretaries of state or secretary of state's system. Wait, so wait, so they threw out they threw out signatures saying they weren't registered Republicans when they were registered Republicans in their own system. I mean, I don't know. And I don't know if you want to go there, but I just find the way that Jenna Griswold handles pretty much everything in her office worthy of suspicion. It is. Yes, it, it smells. And. Whether there was fraud or it's a bureaucratic error, it's still unacceptable and should never happen because you're denying somebody access to the ballot that can change the course of an election. I mean, in in my particular case, I've invested now nine months of campaigning and uh, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this campaign. So all that investment could have been thrown out the window by, by just whether it's clerical errors or, or her directly uh, defrauding my petitions, it, it should never happen. And meanwhile, you've got to spend more money from your campaign to pay to, to fight it. That also seems unfair. That's right. The fact that the only recourse is to sue and, and we can't have a dialogue is a, is a major flaw in the system. And it, it, it certainly serves the only select few um, with, with the the backing to to be able to do that. And then Sandra, one of our listeners asking, so how many more signatures did you get over what is needed? Um, And then how many, in in the end you were short 20. That's. Yeah. So they, they, uh, I mean, in total 46 short, but, but some of those, uh, they, they said were curable, meaning we could go find that person Right. Get a notarized <laughs> affidavit and an ID card. And we had two days to do it. So, and, 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 and if we've done all the curable ones, so, so we were 46 in total short, we could have cured 26 by getting the affidavit. Right. So that's, that's hard to do over a weekend. And then yeah. we have to still take them to court over the remaining 20. Let me let me ask you this, too, because we had heard and we can talk about the assembly and, and the petition system, but because they're definite campaign strategies. But we had also heard that there was that normally it seems to me that gathering the petitions isn't that tricky. But this time around, we've heard because there were a lot of people going the petition route, that there were issues with people signing petitions because you can only sign one and people not being well, sure for, what, for, for any for, office, for, for any office and that people and it just it was a confusing petition gathering time in general. I hear a lot of people are having troubles. Right, exactly. And not that people didn't want to get them on the ballot, but just they signed it and didn't realize they had signed another one. So they couldn't. I mean, did you do you want to talk about that at all? Or did you guys experience any any of that? Well, and I'm pausing my video because my Internet seems spotty all of a sudden. But uh, the our part of our strategy to get them in early was so that any duplication of signatures, we wouldn't have to worry about that. And so, and I, I hired a professional firm to go gather. We also had an extensive volunteer effort. We were doing this brewery tour around the district, you know, but, but I had a, a professional petition gathering company guarantee that we would, you know, get on the ballot through petition and they did all the internal verification. They had everything to lose because they owe me my money back. So, so that money is now going to this lawsuit and the lawsuit, we don't expect it to be resolved by the assembly. This, this thing could take weeks, but we're doing it because it's the right thing to do. This is highlighting a a major deficiency in the secretary of state's office. And I'm doing it for me and other candidates. This is, it has to be rectified. And how many signatures? No. And how many signatures total did you need? 1,500, isn't it? 1,500. Okay. Okay. Well, let me ask you another question. One thing, now Chuck and I go to the assembly, and as you know, we've talked, I mean, I'm sort of a fan of the assembly route. Um, But but in, in another way that this is unfair, it seems to me, is if you're a candidate, 
you know, you have a campaign strategy. And if you're going the assembly route, I mean, you know, I know I'm going to I'm going to be a delegate right in CD8 and I getting a ton of emails from people. And, you know, I mean, you you work then on either getting petitions most of the time or you work on getting delegates. And, and here again, it's not particularly fair for the secretary of state to put you essentially in a box, having had one strategy. And now there's not time to not that this will happen to you, but if some candidates, there's not time to shift to the other strategy even. Yeah, it can be very difficult because there are two different strategies. And we we cited on the petition route as a strategy to focus long term on the general election and and put all our efforts to winning in the general. Because if you're if you're campaigning for the assembly, you're just campaigning to delegates. So right. you could put an enormous time, time, money, and effort just campaigning to three to 600 people, that may not be reflective of the district at large. So in our case, District 7 is 44% independent voters, 26% Republican, 28% Democrat. We have to reach the independents in order to win. And so it's not, you know, there, there are a lot of constituents that get very caught up on the assembly as a matter of principle. In my mind, it's not a value decision. I was taking the lowest risk route to win because I think the stakes are so high. Uh, but at the end of the day, we've pivoted our strategy. We are contacting delegates. I have to demonstrate that I'm the best candidate, that I'm not a rhino, that I'm doing this for the right reasons, and then I'm going to uphold conservative principles. And at the end of the day, God works in mysterious ways. So it took me a weekend to kind of <laughs> get over the blow. And uh, we're we're full steam ahead into the assembly. So how are you reaching out to assembly delegates? You getting the lists and calling them and all that? They they are going to get lots of attention. They're they're my entire volunteer team is contacting delegates. I am contacting pretty much all the delegates myself, and then we are sending mail and emails. And uh, there's an effort on social media. So. We're going to demonstrate how well organized the team I have behind me, and and that should impress delegates. We've got a professional outfit that's prepared to win in the general. Okay, well, and I, and I so remind folks because I was wrong. I know we're in CD eight, and our assembly is this week. Um, yours is you're doing it next week before the state assembly too, right? Because next week, no, that, yeah, I don't know. So all, yeah, what, I think all the congressional district assemblies are the day before the state. So your county assembly is maybe coming up? I think, well, or ours is, is tomorrow. Your- yeah, or not tomorrow. Ours is Saturday. So, and Anil Mathai, I want to give Anil credit, by the way. He sent out a great email because this is the first one I've gone to, basically explaining everything from like where to park and what door to go in to be sure to bring your four bucks to, yeah. you know, all of this stuff. And as somebody, you know, I like, I'm not a very good cook. And so sometimes I'll get the blue apron recipes and I like it because they say, Turn on oven to 450. I, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, Turn where, the dial. that's where you need to start with me. And so I just want to publicly say it just as a delegate. Great job to India. I'm sure other, he's a chairperson of CDA, do the same thing. But that was just kind of a nice. Yeah, CDA is going to be Saturday because we had our county assembly. Okay. Yeah. So that's not very good. Well, let me. Let me I'm, a, I'm a delegate. I mean, I was, I participated in the Jeffco County Assembly and I'm a delegate to the state assembly. So. I, I'm honoring the process. I want it to work. I think, though, with federal elections, it changes because if I'm campaigning to 600 people, but I've right. got 721,000 registered voters, it can give you a disadvantage to go through the assembly just to, just via timing. Mm-hmm. What about if I can switch gears here and that's sort of something else and we'll give you a chance back at the end. The last time we had you on, we talked about Ukraine, which is, you know, unlike the, uh, you know, the microwave media where things need to be over, you know, by the next news cycle is still going on. What are your thoughts on how things are unfolding? And Joe Biden's like, we'll use chemical weapons. No, we won't. We need to get a regime change. No, we don't. I mean, the, the this comments that are coming out of Joe Biden's mouth, too. Yeah, from the beginning, I've been deeply concerned that we don't have an administration that is competent or equipped to handle this situation smartly and with intelligence. And I stand by that. That, you know, that continues to bear out. I also don't think that it is as black and white as the reporting has indicated. I think that there's a lot of propaganda in the 
in the mainstream media. I almost said fake news. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it is deeply concerning because they want to generate a situation that is not based in reality. You know, war is a great reset button. And there are those war hawks in both parties that, that I find uh, they've, they've never served their country. They've, they have no idea what war looks like. And they're willing to send American sons and daughters off. They want to escalate the situation. We know that that Ukraine is one of the most corrupt countries on the planet, according to the Country Corruption Index. We now know that there are U.S. bio labs all over Ukraine. We, we know that Hunter Biden's laptop yeah. is a real thing, that, right. that Biden has corrupt interests in Ukraine. We know that Obama implemented regime change in 2014. So this is not to say that I think that Russia or Putin is are good or that I condone their actions. I think that this is a very complex situation, and the American people are have have trouble accessing the truth because these institutions are broken and corrupt. Right. And so, well, and the real I, problem here is it doesn't matter whether you listen to Fox, CNN, MSNBC; it's all the same message, which is basically Ukrainian propaganda, uh, which is smart, smart of them to to spit out. But but you'd wish that you know. Our, um, Somebody would media, report the truth. Yeah, well, would would wouldn't they act as if it's propaganda? I mean, it, it isn't subtly done. Right. It's just women and children dying. Yeah, Russians are killing everybody. Yeah. I mean, it's just so ham-handed um, that you just go, oh well, um, you know, this. What the truth is, I have no idea, but I know I'm getting fed a line. I agree with you, Chuck. I I, I think that. The truth is probably somewhere in the middle. I think that Russia is acting out of self-interest. I don't. I don't think that Putin is the madman that the media is making him out to be. I don't think that. And I've gotten trolled on this. I don't think Zelensky is some shining right. knight of democracy. No. And so I, what I, what I always will put first is what are the interests of the United States. Right. And my chief concern is America's sons and daughters. And everything Biden has done is a road American strength over the last year plus and, and, and uh, incapacitated us. So we've got to address the border immediately. We've got to address the energy crisis, restore our energy independence, address crime that's rising in every American city. We've got to address inflation and this economic crisis. And it's going to get very dangerous because of the energy crisis especially with fertilizer costs. And I think we might see food shortages. I think there's a lot of suffering coming because we, we have, we have given up our energy independence. We're trying to usher in this disastrous green new deal. And at the end of the day, America needs to be ready to fight and win its nation's wars. And we've degraded our strength and we can't take our eye off China either. China is a much greater threat globally. Well, and did you see China basically called Biden's bluff and snubbed him again, right? Just last week, I think he's talking with with the head of China and saying, you know, look, you know, we're going to treat very harshly anybody who doesn't follow the West sanctions, right? And then, boom, today China announces, no, we're going to still buy oil and gas, you know. So you had, you know, China saying we're going to buy oil and gas from them. Saudi Arabia won't even pick up the phone when Biden calls. Venezuela says, no, we're not going to sell you oil. I mean, I think you're right. China clearly could care less what Joe Biden has to say about anything. And well, the, the bigger, more concerning one is, uh, you know, the petrodollar, the dollar has been the basis of yeah. the world currency since 1946. Um, and he's, and he's throwing all that away because now other people have to set up other systems. Uh, the Chinese have set up one, the Russians are setting a separate one up with India, um, which destroys that, that dollar. And it'll be another one of, of Biden's amazing being on the wrong side of virtually everything for the last 30 years. Well, and wars have been fought to sustain the petrodollar. I won't say any more than that, but you can you can catch my get drift. And the, the, I do think that the dollar is under attack. I think that this is what weakness provokes. It take it, it yes. provokes bad actors around the globe to take advantage of it, recognizing that. Either A, we've got an administration that is too weak to do anything about it, or B, America, because of the situation we're in, has lost our ability to respond. 
And so we've got to rectify those, rectify them as swiftly as possible. That, I mean, that, that's, that's why these midterm elections are so crucial. Right. Well, and as you said, I was looking at a chart for what's happened to fertilizer fertilizer prices, and it went like up to here in 2008, which was the last recession, right? And then today it's like, like more than double where it was then. And that's a kind of thing, as I understand that, I mean, that's affecting this year's crops and last year's crops. I mean, that's not the kind of thing you can just flip a switch and get your way out of. That's uh, and that's something that affects everybody globally. So I, I think you're right. I think under Biden, things are going to get worse, which makes the midterm so important. Well, why don't you tell people, you know, what the most important things you want them to know about going into the assembly or going into the, the primary season? I think most importantly, Chuck and Julie, is that, that I'm doing this not because I ever had a desire to be in this arena. I'm doing this because we are in a generational crisis and my my children's future is in jeopardy. These policies seem to be by design to erode American strength, to, to, to set the conditions for the World Economic Forum's Great Reset and global government. And and this is not conspiracy. This is this is fact. That this is what certain people in power want to do. And We've got to stop it. Otherwise, we are going to lose everything we hold dear. We're The world will go into darkness if America goes dark. And I am trying to address the unprecedented level of corruption in our government. And for me, this is a call of duty, uh, you know, not one that I necessarily relish. Because I, I was I was on track to be one, being one of the top project managers in the world uh, working in the energy sector and, and very well paid. And I left that job to become a counselor to work with veterans and trauma victims. I, I have a desire to be of service. And, and in this time of crisis, this is, this is where God's called me to be. Well, where can people find out more about you? Ask questions, volunteer, help, donate, all of that. I've got a phenomenal website. It fills in all the gaps on my positions that we didn't have time to address, but it's Oddland, A-A-D, L-A-N-D-F-O-R, Colorado.com. Oddman for Colorado.com. Well, thanks so much for, for sharing a half hour with us. That's we right. And good it. luck in the lawsuit. Thank you. I'll let you know how it goes. We need uh, absolutely. All right. Thanks there. Okay. Eric Oddland there. Right. Oddland for Colorado, if you want more information. Um, yeah, that does say, I mean, I'm just suspicious about Jenna Griswold. That's like, you know, comes down right before five o'clock on a Friday. You've got two days over the weekend to cure the curable well, ones. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, you can't tell, but you, you know, you have no faith in her. And she, just right. Factor. Exactly. Everything she does. So, um, oh, this Whether is incompetence or corruption or some combination of the two. Just let me read a couple of comments here. Sandra agrees with everything Eric is saying about Ukraine. So do I, Sandra and Leo. Time to fatten back up to get ready for the food shortage. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's going to be my thing. That's what I'll, I'll eat Doritos and cookies saying I'm preparing for the food shortage. For the wheat shortage. For the wheat shortage. Well, real pre- you want to switch to the, the Oscars then? Sure. Okay, just for fun, because we're back after vacation on Friday. So, you know, the, the Oscars last night were 50% up the ratings from last year. But the lowest of all time. Yeah, that was the lowest of all time. This was the second lowest of all time. Millions of people fewer watching it. Although everybody's now looking at the at the, at the thing. We, Chuck had it on. I, I was downstairs binge watching Outlander. Um, but I came up to hear Will Smith's speech without any of the context. I'm like, well, that's a very confusing but but emotional speech. And, and then Chuck, and you had the volume down, so you didn't even know what happened. Well, no, my, no, they blanked it out. Yeah, they, they, they had whole parts where they just, you know, Academy Awards came on the screen. So we're, we're going to talk about that because actually there's so many issues to talk about. First, Chuck thinks it's not real. I think it might be real. To me, it shows a complete decline of Hollywood. And um, an American thinker, somebody had ugly dresses, old faces, bad ratings, and then the slap. I mean, could it get any worse than this? But before, in case in case you don't know, wanted to play what we're talking about. So this happened last night. Um, Chris Rock was a comedian, not the host. It was making a joke. It wasn't very, it wasn't very funny. It didn't seem to me. But at any rate, this is what happened with Will Smith. So Thomas, if we could please play the Will Smith soundbite. Can't wait to see it. All right. <laughs> it's Jalaza. That was Made a, a joke nice about GIG. Okay. I'm out here. Uh oh, Richard. <laughs> oh wow. Wow. Whoa. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. 
Nick. Wow, dude. Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a greatest night in the history of television. Okay. It was a little laggy there, but a few things. One, Will Smith, I mean, when he made the joke about, so apparently Will Smith's life has alopecia. She's lost her hair and has talked about it. Chris Rock now says, hey, I, I well, a spokesperson or friend says he had no idea, um, which just makes sense. I didn't know that either. I wouldn't imagine that that maybe Chris Rock keeps up on other people's wives' hair um, loss or not loss. But, but Will Smith initially was laughing. Now, she looked annoyed. She was like, got crabby faced about it. But Will Smith was laughing. And then all of a sudden goes and does that. So well, we want you guys to kind of weigh in here too. Chuck, what do you think about it? Totally set up. Uh, when I was younger, I got in a few fights, including bar fights. Um, if somebody's coming at you is mad, you do not lean forward and put your hands behind your back. If if Will Smith was really mad and he'd thrown a punch and, and Will Smith's a pretty big guy, he would shatter the jaw, teeth would gone, uh, could have killed him. Because um, that's what happens in real fights as opposed to Hollywood fights. Uh, there, so he leans forward and, and then he slaps them with a very dramatic kind of, you know. Right. Thing. Not just a kind of tick. Right. Um, in reality, he, he wasn't about to go up there if it wasn't staged because you don't know what's going to happen. If you try to slap somebody, they may take objection to that and throw a punch back at you. And most fights end up kind of being ugly, sprawly, right, kind of yeah, everybody's right. just right, all over right. the place. Not this clean, you know, right. uh, Audrey Hepburn slap to the male protagonist's face. Um, it's all garbage. It's well, all garbage. The, the joke apparently was not in. The, the pre-rehearsal because of the practical matter that would have been spoiled because they may have said, we don't want to do that joke. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it's all garbage. I mean, it's not, <laughs> not sort of maybe, or kind of sort of. I disagree. I uh, think it was. Uh, how many parts you've been in? Uh, well, I know I, I, I'm not, I, I think bottom line, there are probably like two people or a handful of people who know to me, true, it, it looked initially it looked fake, but then not watching, initially. Well, but then watching everybody's reactions you had. And again, that could just simply be, and I want to talk about that a little bit too, because fake, not fake. So initially all of these Hollywood actors were like, I mean, no one was consoling Chris Rock, right. Who just got sort exactly. of slapped live on TV, exactly. but everybody's going up and they're consoling, consoling Will Smith. Well, and so I just want to want to say this shows how corrupt and how much in decay Hollywood is. Cause I just want to ask this question. Can you imagine Now, this is the me too movement people. These are the people who say words are violent, right? And you know, anybody says something they don't like, then you get banned forever and you should have your head chopped off and things like that. But then a grown man, a big man walks up, smacks another guy in the face live on TV. Right. And that's somehow okay. And Will Smith, even though they can't tell you what a woman is, it's somehow okay for Will Smith to, uh, to defend his wife. And his wife and he who have been all over the place about their open marriage. Um, Right. It's all a scam. I know, but let's talk about the decay part. The fact that, that people, anybody thinks that this is real. Is, is showing... I think it might be real. So watch your step here. No. Watch your step here. I'll, uh, I'll mute you. Um, mute, I, I'll slap you. So here's what's um, happening now. A few things too I want to talk about with that. So the Academy initially said they didn't condone it, which is really a stupid oh, thing really? to say. You don't. You don't you condone. Don't, you you don't condone yeah, somebody yeah, walking yeah. up and slapping somebody. You know. You don't condone. They're like, we don't condone it, but it will boost our ratings next year, so we're not mad. Well, they changed their tune a little bit. They now say they condemn it. Oh, oh, that's right. Uh-oh. They condemn they, it. They totally woke uh academy awards condemn it okay but i want to just argue one of would say what do you think would happen if say it had been a conservative actor right a pilot a pilot you know who wasn't uh, and who walked up there and slapped somebody well if there was right and walked up and slapped somebody else or a white man walked up and slapped 
Chris Rock? Do you think that people would be saying, oh, he, you know, we support him and we support, I mean, everybody's tweeting things and then deleting them. It's like a Democrat Leslie Herod here out of Colorado. Basically, she said, well, things like that happen, but she immediately deleted. I hate to say it, but once again, I kind of agree with Tay Anderson, the oh, Democrat school go. board. Well, I know that's how bad there it is, who came out and he said, uh, you know, I don't really care what the deal was. I mean, he was as kind long of, as he wasn't sexually harassing. Uh, yeah, uh, really. But he was then, saying then it, then it been okay. what he was saying is joke or not joke, set up or not set up. It's just not OK for one guy to walk up and smack another guy. in the Why face is it on not TV. OK if it's a joke? Well, then you need to make it clear it's a joke. Well, I mean, because, well, because well, yeah, but I mean, then and then this is another thing I wanted to talk about. The L.A. police say, well, they can't do anything about it because Chris Rock won't press charges. That's a complete and utter lie, because the when you that whole thing about pressing charges, that's the state against the person. The state brings the charges. It happens a lot in maybe sex assault cases and domestic Uh violence cases where somebody, the victim sometimes does not want to press charges, but the state can still go ahead and file the charges. A lot of times they don't because they need the victim's testimony to say what happened. But here you've got it live on TV. It's like viral video. So for the LA, for the LA, there's a victim here. Well, he's smiling. He's laughing. Okay. That's, different point but my point is is that's a complete lie oh, sure. by the lapd well, to say well we can't prosecute it if chris rock won't well, press charges they have, they have a few other things to do which that. also though does make me kind of wonder if perhaps you are right that maybe maybe, maybe you Just can't maybe. press charges you're like well we don't want to be revealed that it's a setup and right. um you know and i don't know if they got a broader reaction than what i mean if it was a setup it, it didn't work and poor poor will smith because now they're saying um that you know, well, not poor Will Smith. If it was a joke, I guess if it was set up, Will Smith. They're saying they're going to review the Academy Board is going to review, and, and they may Whoa. take away his Oscar. I'm telling you right now, they're Whoa. not going to take away his Oscar. I don't know what <coughs> they may suspend his Academy membership for a year. It's like, ooh, that'll ooh, that'll teach him. Ooh, yeah. uh, but I think the bigger thing is though, yeah, like Charlene, is this another Jesse Smollett hoax? Charlene, that's what that's what Chuck thinks. Um, oh, and this from Sandra, we've actually gotten to the point in this country, we can blame all the Democrats about Trump back. Here's the thing. Do you know what? According to CNN, the fact that the audience didn't get up in mass and leave and the reaction to the whole thing was Trump's fault. Yeah, so yeah. you knew that that was going to happen. Um, I just think it shows that you have these elite people who have been forever. They tell us, well, they fly around in their jets, you know, like David Sirota, no offense, David, you know, the movie don't look up, which is theoretically, it's not, I mean, it was supposed to be about the horrors and stuff of climate change. I don't know how he got to the Academy Award ceremony, but I'm guessing it wasn't by Scooter. Um, Maybe, but maybe not. I mean, you just have these elites who all they do is tell us how to behave. They want to cancel us. They want to get rid of us. Well, the nice part about the Oscars is is that if if you've watched it, there aren't very many what you'd call elites left. No. Just a lot of people dressed up, looking kind of old, haggard, and pathetic. I mean, you know, a lot of it it was a very... uh, indigenous uh academy awards where you know one guy said well oscar is really based on a hispanic and they don't wear and and then i don't know half the awards went to african-americans which is fine but it was just groups of of ugly women and and pathetic men parading i mean there was zero glamour all of them with movies that i mean i don't know about you guys but we watched the only one we saw that was even up for anything was don't look up i have a we saw dune also oh dune oh dune was great dune i will say it was great Great, but good it took all right well i thought it was great it took home a slew of awards but again so you have all these decrepit old corrupt decaying elites who are making really bad movies that no one goes to i have a friend who's kind of into movies and he had tweeted that he made it way uh, well yeah exactly he said he made his way through finally all of them and then he saw the movies up for best picture and then he finally said i gotta tell you it wasn't easy he Mm. said these were not very good movies so that's the thing i mean they ignore us um they put movies out that we don't like and then call us a bunch of conspiracy theorists theorists for not liking their stupid boring movies um and then tell us how to behave and then when they get up there I mean, there was, then they slap each other on stage or not each other, but I mean, then they do that and somehow it's okay. Right. Will Smith, nobody was really sure. Is he a hero? Isn't he a hero? You know, Chris Rock is like not commenting on it. I, I, it just, it's, 
again, it's like the sta- the, st- the stage of the elites and the Democrats in general are the, the exact same thing, right? I mean, can you imagine if Trump got up and we're making some of the statements that Biden is making? Oh, we'll respond with chemical war. Oh, we want a regime change in Russia. And then they said, oh, no, we didn't mean that. And everyone was like, oh, okay, he didn't mean it. It's like, what's he saying? No, no, Stuff he like that. He did mean it. No, yeah, no. well, yeah, then he says he did mean it, but not like that. I mean, the corruption and the decay is so evident and I think that's why nobody's watching them, right? I mean, the movies are horrible. And the gowns, I used to like to watch it. You never did, but just for the dresses, because it used to be glamorous. Now, it was kind of like, like, what could you wear to be the most revealing thing ever? And I'm telling you, most of these people don't look that great with that much skin revealed. Most people don't. Most people need Well, there are a lot of, there were a lot of plus sizes on the red carpet. I mean, there's yes. just... These these are some big women and and strange men and and if it's supposed to be wow here's here's Hollywood glamour of the glamour days you just kind of yuck <laughs> right exactly um, okay this is from Charlene oh this is from Leo let's see if a white guy would have slapped him there would have been riots last night you're absolutely right Leo there would have been riots from Charlene this is a bad hit but no fallback on Chris Rock's part didn't even break his stance nothing was commensurate with the intensity of the swing and the sound of the punch yeah. men don't slap each other right. there you go yeah. Dr. Donna says maybe David Sirota got there by rickshaw yeah but they would have had to abuse some child to do that um and then sandra oh wait matt doloff didn't get charged with anything not even having a gun in denver alec baldwin didn't get charged in new mexico and some old man that lives in stapleton central park was picked up and thrown in jail for using a marker which was given to him by the front desk to put a pickle floor pickle board a pickle I guess pick up uh, outline, outline yeah. on the board there. That's right. Sorry, Sandra. Sorry, I'm just not in a good mood today, and it all just gets me mad. Well, you're right. I mean, although this is kind of funny, I saw somebody was tweeting. It's a good thing Chris Rock didn't make a joke about Alan Baldwin's wife. Alec Baldwin's wife. But sorry, <laughs> yeah, well, that uh, it's just it's just ridiculous, and and they wonder. Again, the red pill, I think, has been shoved down a lot of people's throats. I mean, maybe they're like, no, I'm trying to believe, I'm trying to believe. And they're like, no, you you elites are not even in the same world that we live in, right? And your dresses aren't even pretty anymore either. And so, uh, you know, you're just trying to show as much skin. And then it's like, what, one of the Williams sisters, obviously, I mean, when you're cutting at that tight, it doesn't take much to have a, a wardrobe malfunction, if that's what it is. So, I mean, and somehow that's okay the too. Sisters are themselves a wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> um, let's see from Dr. Donna. Perhaps this is our, some are known to abuse children. Well, anyway, so yeah, okay. So Charlene is on your side. She thinks it was all yeah, set up. Clear. I go back and forth. That would be another reason why LA and the Academy have been slow to react because well, what? Because you... it's the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to them. Finally, everybody isn't going. If if absent that one, it, it would no one even been talking about. No, it. everybody said, "Did anybody see Coda? What is Coda? I mean, the best picture. Who cares? How many went to see King Richard? Um, who went to see any of the movies? I yeah. mean, Coda. I think had a release in Mexico and made a million dollars, and that's it. And everything else was just net streaming. I mean, yeah, the yeah. amount of people who watch that movie or care is is just. Well, for, for the most part, you know, yeah. I mean, again, most of them were and, and then and the Academy Awards anymore bend over backwards so far, twist, twist themselves into pretzels so far to make sure that the right people and we that the diversity get yes, the right yes. awards um, that I think it takes it. I mean, it's sort of like swimming, you know, NCAA swimming. Right. <laughs> um, what's what's the point, really, of entry if you're a straight white man or woman, um, it's pretty hard to win an award these days, right? And they have to, they go back up, like the woman who won for West Side Story, this gets me too. She was the first (coughs) queer woman of color. It's like, whose name starts with a C. I mean, it's like, how far off do you have to go? And I thought that the left couldn't define woman. So how do they know she's she's the first? Yeah, Yeah, how do they even know she's a woman? I mean, you know, I can't tell. I'm not a biologist. How could she be the first Queer, court car, woman, blah, 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 to win a Best Actress. It's like, all right, but... She was Best uh, Supporting Actress. Best, okay, Best Okay, see, see, I did. And who saw West Side Story anyway, right? Nobody. Right. This is also from Charlene with the conspiracy theory. Will Smith was laughing at everything up to the moment. Yeah. Um, that's true. I mean, even the video clip, as he's telling the G.I. Jane joke, Will Smith is laughing because you see his wife mm. kind of frowning and, you know, rolling yeah. her eyes. Um, so maybe... Maybe. No, I don't know. Maybe. But I think. Not maybe. Okay. 
what is not um, in doubt in my mind is just, again, the depth of the decay in the elite world right, and right. the how just insane they are um, and the, them falling all over each other to tweet support for Will Smith, but then untweet it and delete it because, oh, wait, are we supposed to just support? I mean, no one can have a thought of their own, right? I mean, Leslie Harrod can't say, look, I don't really care, right? Because right, right. um, I will say this personally, I don't think if it's if you're the L.A. police that we, you need to get involved in every kind of little I mean, everything gets set up to the police these days. Well, again, unless you're a conservative, then you're just arrested. Nothing's ever and then that people can murder you and then well, and they let Denver. you go. Right. That's what I'm saying. Um, so it's a it's a wacky, a wacky world. All right. Well, let's talk about the assemblies coming up. OK, we did a little of that, that earlier. It's, it's, it's kind of fun. I mean, so. You've, you've got right now where the assemblies are going together and will nominate people. Other people will get in uh, by the petition route. To get on the primary ballot. Yeah, and, and all of these swishes are wringing their hands um, <laughs> about everything and, and the mere fact that... Uh, the conservatives have a voice. Because I, I want to say this, at the assembly we went to before we left on vacation, it was clear. Tina Peters was there, right? Yeah, yeah. And Tina Peters got, was it a standing ovation? People well, cheered. Yeah, people yeah. cheered for her. So the good news is that 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 a lot of there are a lot of people out there who understand without having to get into too much detail at all, the fact that Kyle Clark is against somebody probably should means that I should be for them, right? I mean, they don't buy the mainstream media lies and the misrepresentation presentation and the twisting that's going on. And they understand, as I do, I don't know exactly what happened, but I do know this. Tina Peters is getting a raw deal and she seems to be turning up information in her investigation that somebody should be looking at. And if Jenna Griswold, and we'll get into that because I want to do a whole show on that. If Jenna Griswold um, you know, thinks that Tina Peters is so awful. Well, why doesn't Jenna Griswold just take this information and show it, right? She could prove it. She could prove that Tina Peters is a nut she'd job have to, she'd if, have she'd to, have, she'd if she wanted to, cons- to look at it. She'd have to consult Planned Parenthood before. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, at the assembly, it was um, it was very clear that there was a large grassroots presence, I thought. Yes, I mean, it was clear the presence and one guy who's running for sheriff had become a Republican 30 days before and his opponent pointed that out and he started almost crying on stage. <laughs> well, like, yeah, again, in this day and age where you have fake Republicans running. Um, and talk if, about if fake somebody... Republicans, Dick Wadhams wrote a thing, which, which is about the assemblies and, and crying about how a great candidate like Pam Anderson for Secretary of State isn't just automatically beloved. Now, Pam Anderson... You couldn't get. She works for the Zuckerberg organization yeah, that, that, Zuckerberg. that bought and manipulated the election and helped, and helped <laughs> manipulate the election, right? Uh, and she's only on leave. She doesn't left. She's on leave. Right. She didn't quit. Yeah. And yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, I mean, you you kind of like, oh gosh, how can we not have that wonderful Pam Anderson when they had a hearing down at the uh, Capitol, uh, which which. Uh, the Secretary of State couldn't make. Who'd she send in her place? Pam Anderson. I mean, just Pam Anderson <laughs> and another person. Right. It's just, yeah, exactly. It's just two of the same person. And, and so we'll talk about all of that too. And Dr. Donna was saying she's going down both Friday and Saturday. She knows who she's voting for. This is from Sandra. Pam Anderson kept her background as a Zuckerberg board member quiet until somebody found out. Then she needed it to explain, which she did not do very well on the Jimmy Senningberger show. Mm. Um, and she, Griswold, is going to going to the back door and make legislation to prevent this from ever taking place again. Oh, right. exactly. Right. Exactly. She's got that legislation and the bill, which will pass. I'm sure um, that, that basically gives her total control over everything yeah. and there's no appeal. Um, she takes it out of the hands of, uh, you know, elected officials. And if you even criticize or complain about her, that can be a jailable offense, like literally. So, you know, they're worried about it. And, and I think, you know, you have people, I mean, I guess we should, I'll say this. I I like Eric Odlin. He says a a lot of good stuff and I agree with him a lot. If I were in CD7, which I'm not, I would vote for Laurel Eimer for that because Laurel Eimer has been an America first candidate way before anybody else has stood up and done it. And she's taken the fire and she's remained solid and she hasn't wavered at all. Um, And she's going the assembly route. And of course, you know, again, that's why the establishment want to get rid of the assembly. Um, yeah, well, they, they just want, just elect Democrats, just have endless Democrats. And they, they've, they've rigged the system so badly with the help of 
people like Bill Owens. I mean, Bill Owens is such a disgrace. The only living Colorado Republican governor. And he just, he just plays a fool for every Democrat he can find. Um, it, it's just amazing stuff. Well, what was your overall sense of the assembly and then going into it? Because then um, April 9th is a state assembly where it will be decided who does get on the ballot. Well, I guess if, let me ask you this. If two people get 30%, Yes, can, three people can get thirty percent. So they can, well, you can have three names uh, then. You know, four, you can have ten because right. other people go by the petition route, right? Um, but what was your sense of it? Well, even though my, you had a cold, yeah, though I had a cold. My my sense of it is is that you know the the grassroots is out there and and it doesn't really buy into what the Denver Post, Colorado politics, complete Colorado, Colorado Sun. You can just go down the line. Channel nine, channel, channel nine, seven, channel seven is, is spouting. Um, in the end, it won't make a difference because whoever has the money will will probably win. I mean, Barbara Kirkmeyer hilariously attacked Weld County uh, as a reason why she isn't going to uh, go the assembly right now. Weld County is the only place she has any support. She has none in 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 adams county and, and basically cd8 is made up of those two counties basically um and so she attacked her own county well uh, and yeah. as did you mccain so this is kind of funny yeah. i don't know if you guys are aware of this so our house well, minority our house minority leader went to the assembly and did not get enough support at the assembly to be on the ballot. So that should tell you something. The person who's theoretically our voice at the state Capitol is so far off message and is so far off of the values that the rest of us hold that he couldn't even get on the ballot. So he's having to do the petition route too. Senator Lundeen, who is the person who is second in charge of the Senate now, who would take over the, the Senate if, if, uh, if Republicans win, he'd be the he become the president of the Senate. He lost fifty two to forty eight. Um, so the, the so the so called leaders who are they leading? Uh, well, they, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're right. They're leading the consultant party. This and, from- and I, I'm told that down in down in El Paso, the establishment candidates just got crushed. Um, so you know. Well, that, and that says, so the grassroots, I mean, we're alive and well and kicking. And I think if anything, the past couple of years have, you know, sort of like with the Academy Awards, it's like, I think people are doing their own thinking, they're doing critical thinking, they're doing their own research. Um, and they don't necessarily, not even necessarily, they don't buy something just because you read it, like you said, in Colorado politics or the Denver Post. In fact, anymore, I think for some people, it's become just the opposite. Right, people right. are like, well, you know, and this was um, Dr. Donna was saying um, about Heidi Ganahl. Um, You know, I think Heidi Ganahl, I think it's pretty clear, is basically the establishment bad candidate oh, over a Greg Lopez. I, no I'd be more riled up about that, but I don't think it's going to matter. I don't think any of them is, are going to beat, no offense, Greg, but Jared Polis. Well, I mean, I Greg, Greg wins the one and, and can give a great campaign because Heidi will just go in her beautiful Colorado shtick, um, which, you know, it's it's shocking. She's She hasn't gotten better uh, reception from uh, uh, the the, the uh, corporate press because she's such a rhino that you thought they'd all love her and stuff. Instead, she's just been dri- driving around in her big bus all over the state, basically stopping off uh, to places where nobody's turning out. I mean, it's just well, uncomical. and it's no good to be the first woman governor because no one can tell what a woman is anymore. <laughs> so they have to take Jared. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, anyone could say they're the first woman candidate anymore. Oh, certainly yeah, well, you could. You could say, I'm a woman. You know, what's a woman? I'm, I'm not a biologist, Chuck. I can't tell what a woman is. That whole thing is such a farce, too. And there again, you know, the left stand up for it, and they don't realize how stupid that sounds to everybody else. When you have the Supreme Court justice nominee, and they just say something about women, it's just like, well, I can't, I can't tell you what a woman is because I'm not a biologist. It's like, seriously, then how can you be the first woman Supreme Court Justice, a black woman, Supreme Court justice. I mean, you can tell what black is, right? Um, so, right, but you can't be the first black, whatever, non-gender, non-gender binary, binary, fluid person. I mean, it, it's just ridiculous, and the corruption again is is uh, is just crazy. It will be interesting to see in CD eight 
um, Jules Gray, who was one of the, another one of the candidates who we've had on our show. Mm-hmm. And I like Jules. I um, mean, Lori Sane, um, I think I support Lori Sane. Um, again, nothing against Jules, just that Lori Sane has been through the fire. She's been attacked. She's stood strong that, you know, Jules might too, but Lori Sane, I know. Um, but it was kind of gone on the attack against Jules has gone on the attack against Lori Sane, which was kind of an interesting um, tact, I thought. But again, it's all coming down to a couple of days. So, yeah, well, it's going to it's going to it is going to be interesting who gets through, because as a practical matter, who gets through the CD8 assembly um, will have a great chance of, of uh, being the Republican candidate, although although Barbara Kirkmeyer is doing it by petition anyway right oh there's some charlene funny julie heidi will have a biologist issue a statement confirming that she's a woman on election day <laughs> exactly <laughs> or maybe before so they can get those soccer moms and what's a mom what's i mean mom? you can't be yeah. a mom anymore yeah, anyway. soccer. You be, you must... soccer <laughs> that's right it could be football what we call football so everything is a word salad thank god for kamala harris though yeah, okay julie. we're gonna wrap it up because i can yeah. hear your voice starting to go go. i think on wednesday i want to kind of do a bit of a deep dive um into the election issue and sort of election Election integrity election integrity issue and outline because if you listen to people like dick wadams and that they don't even want you to mention it and they're falling into the fake media narrative the fake news narrative that even to use the word i mean it got us banned from youtube right to even use the word um you can't talk about it um and i want to talk about some of the things that are that are facts that you can't you know, it's you just you can't say it's not true because well, it more is and more true. Is coming out more and more. And, and it was obvious election night and it's obvious now. And which is why they don't want us to talk about it. That's why they have to call it the big lie. The big lie. Exactly. So let her do it for us this weekend. Thanks once again to Karen Cataline and Mark Griffith for filling in. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Nice to have Eric on and we'll try to have Laurel Armour on. Yeah, um, we put out a, she has an open invitation. Yeah. Actually, just if any candidate is listening, any of you any guys. Candidate, you know, we're not that cheap. Um, oh, any candidate that bribes that, us that bribes us no i'm kidding <laughs> well i don't mind putting candidates on because there aren't many forums where where well, they can well, i know but 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 we're, we're maybe not, not for rec district recreation district yeah, we'll, we'll see not, not anyways we're, we're bad democratic school board candidates. right they can't come on they can't come on. <laughs> all, right. all right hey guys we'll see you on wednesday have Take a great care. day thank you to everybody for listening we love you all